Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place where we discuss all things USMNT y la selección mexicana. My name is Adrian. I'm joined once again by my co-host, Tocayo. Adrian. Adrian, what's going on, man? Hey, dude. How's it going? Top of the morning to you here on a Saturday. Uh, still dealing with the aftermath of that Thursday match. Uh, but I want to say thank you to everyone that tuned into the video. Thank you for the for the views and really like, we really appreciate the support. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for all the comments and uh, try to get back to everybody who commented. And yeah, appreciate all the views on that one. That one really took off and and hit well. Um, on this one, we're going to be previewing the upcoming, I guess, final matches in the Nations League. The uh, third place match between Mexico and Panama and uh, the all-important final between the uh, two uh, North American teams here, Canada and uh, USMNT. Um, Adrian, man, let's start with the uh, the... The juego molero of the two, the two, the, the games <laughs> that um, you know, no one wants to be a part of, no one wants to play. Um, it's just the game that you know, it's just there for money, you know, for money's sake. <laughs> yeah. um, Mexico is going to have you taking Panama, taking on Panama on Sunday uh, before the um, the final. Um, but let's let's get into our potential lineup here from Mexico and any, I guess, notes we have here. Who, who do you, who do you have starting off, uh, you know, for Mexico on this match? Do you have something similar to, to what we saw them line up in against the United States? Yeah. I mean, I, I did some research. I was trying to find if, if there's any uh, sign of what's going to happen on this match. I mean, there's a lot of talk about uh, players being, uncomfortable trying uh, wanting to leave after this match and whatnot and i don't i'm not sure if the okoka uh it's thinking of changing his uh his approach to to l3 um you can <clears throat> so I, I don't i don't i don't really anticipate any big changes right besides the obvious ones like uh cesar montes being replaced by johan vasquez because cesar montes saw a red card last match so we're gonna keep it pretty much the same with ochoa on the on the, on the goalie uh, defense, Jorge Sanchez, my God, Israel Reyes, Johan Vasquez, Victor Guzman, and Jesus Gallardo. Uh, you, I mean, again, you expected to see a different face than Jesus Gallardo, but Gerardo Arteaga saw a red card. So I don't think we're going <laughs> to, there's no, there's no one else behind, uh, Jesus Gallardo. Then on the midfield, we have Elson Alvarez and Luis Chavez, and then forwards, Henry Martin, Rolín Pineda, and Uriel Antuna. So same similar approach, five defenders with three center backs, two wings, uh, two wing backs, two central central midfielders, and uh, three forwards. Uh, with Henry Martin being the striker, and then uh, Rolín Pineda and Antuna playing on the wings. That's that's the lineup that I anticipate. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, we can probably see a three four three, but I, I don't really see how Neil Coca can. Uh, you know, uh, change the direction of the boat in a day or two. Yeah, he's going to have to go with what he has. You know, um, there, there was a lot of, I was, after the game, I was watching a lot of, you know, ESPN Deportes, Fox Deportes, a lot of the, the Mexican side of the um, the media here, kind of just to see what they had to say about the team, see what they had to say about the Coca. And, uh, you know, we had kind of discussed something similar to that that was being discussed amongst amongst the uh, the media. Um this was a complete against the United States. Obviously, I don't want to focus too much against that match. This is a preview for this upcoming match. But against the United States, he played a completely different team than he played against, obviously, yeah. Guatemala and uh, Cameroon, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of criticism of the Federation and of the Ococa. Why 
what was the point of those two matches if, you know, 10 of those players left uh, the the practice squad or the concentración and were replaced last minute by 10 of the A-team players who had no time to play together and uh, it completely showed in that match, right? Um, yeah. So here we are a couple days later. Um, okay, they've been training a couple, couple more days together, but um, now... They don't even. I mean, it seems like the players are just done. They don't even want to be there anymore. Um, yeah. You know, they they know this is a pointless third place game. It means nothing to them. Um, it might mean the world to Coca because if he loses this somehow, um, you know, that's He's probably out. it for him. Honestly, yeah. um, even though they said he has to win in one of the Nations League or Gold Cup, I'm, I'm I'm sure that they're running completely, you know, thin on on patience for him. Yeah, um, go for it. No, I mean, I just want to share your or echo your comments. It's that I, I think everyone expected him to win one or one of one or the other, but I think the the loss against the USMNT was so humiliating that they just shifting gears. It's like, all right, if you don't if you don't make it out unscathed from Panama, you're gone, dude. Um, and there's also talk about even if he wins against Panama, that he's he's just a dead man walking. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I was looking at some of the uh, post match. Uh, I guess B-roll that you know they had Diego Coca walking on the on the midfield, and I guess he was expecting the players to go and join him to have a you know like I guess post match mm-hmm. talk, um, and they decided to have the pep talk without him, and then just go to the locker room and left Diego Coca in the middle of the pitch by himself. So I think that at this point in time, it's safe to say that Diego Coca has lost all credibility and buy-in from the players. Um, even if he had, I don't know if he had any buy-in from the players or credibility with them for the last. Uh, four months but this is just you know a, a great example that portrays the dire situation where l3 is at right now um I, I think that the players on the post-match interviews pretty really well uh, exemplified the the fact that they don't really know what they're playing right they don't know the, the style they don't know the approach of the coach they're not comfortable with the the task that he's asking them to do um, and it, and it just shows off. It shows that uh, there's there's just not a good. This is not a good mix and match situation, right? It's it's just a it's a very difficult uh, point in in the in L3's history. And I, I don't I don't really think that the Okoka is a man to steer things clear. Yeah, um, there was you know obviously talk in the media about uh, this being the. The lowest point in Madrid's history, definitely the the biggest loss to the United States. Maybe not in terms of importance. I still think the two thousand two World Cup loss, yeah, Japón was the biggest loss uh, yeah. or the biggest you know detriment. But that was a, a more um, balanced match, right? It was uh, they were even. Here they're saying that this is the biggest loss in terms of humiliation. Yeah, um, you know, just a three nil routing, a um, a match where Mexico. Looked beaten in every front, um, physically, tactically, mentally. They were just completely just out, outplayed that match, and uh, it could have been a lot worse. Pulisic makes that first goal; it's four nil, um, and you know it, it just. Uh, there was also mentioned, you know, a lot of people commented on a previous video how, you know, this isn't even the USA at their best. This is players having um, played you know, very little in Europe at this time and not really being, you know, sh- as sharp as they probably could be. 
So, I mean, there might be better USA, you know, once they get more playing time. Uh, but alas, that's again talking about USA, Mexico. We're supposed to be previewing <laughs> Mexico, Panama. Uh, how do we see yeah. Panama, man? I mean, Panama obviously came up against the uh, Canada side that hadn't played since the World Cup. Um, Canada started a little slow, uh, but ultimately ended up winning 2 0 comfortably, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, Panama didn't really, uh, you know, uh, trouble Canada much. Um, uh, you would think that Panama, though, is kind of licking their fingers here, uh, licking their lips, uh, looking at uh, Mexico saying, you know what, we have a chance. These guys are kind of in the lowest of lows. And uh, if there's ever a chance to make a statement and kind of, uh, you it's, know, yeah. Mexico after Mexico has kind of tossed us around and bullied us for the past, you know, 50 years, whatever, um, it, it's now. Do you think there's a chance that Panama can somehow pull this off and just make – it worse for Mexico and the Ococa. All right, man. I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about Panam uh, the Panamanian soccer in any way whatsoever. I don't really know who the players are or how well they play, right? But I'm surprised to see them at the semifinals on, on the Nations League and, you know, playing against uh, for the third place. Um, I think if we look back in history, this, this could be the one time they might have to pound back to Mexico. Um, and if I were them, I'll be, you know, I was looking forward for this match. Uh, I'll be, even if it doesn't mean anything, right? Because winning a third place doesn't get, get you anything whatsoever in the Nations League. Uh, I think it's, this is, they, they know that Mexico will show up with very low spirits, uh, with not, not in a very good situation. And if there's a, if there's a chance for them to make a statement and uh, show Mexico that, hey, for the last, I don't know, 25 years, you have been top dog, but now I can challenge you for that uh, third spot. So um, I, I think they can take advantage of that and just uh, prolong the the ridiculous run that Mexico has had in this, you know, final four for the Nations League. Yeah, definitely. Um, if there was ever any chance, it, it's now for Panama. Um, as we wrap up the Mexico slash Panama preview here, man, um, you know, there wasn't much to say. It's, it's, a, it's a depressing time for, for Mexican football. Um, but, you know, wh what do you think score-wise, prediction-wise? Um, I ultimately think Mexico, they, they'll they'll do enough. Uh, I, I see them, you know, going through Panama's roster here. Uh, they, player for player, they're just better, even if they're playing at a low point. And uh, I, I don't I – don't, Panama will probably make them struggle um, more so than they made Canada struggle. And it'll be costly for Mexico, but um, and uh, you know take effort. But I think they'll win it. Maybe one nil, two one, two nil. Um, not not a not a huge score line, but uh, they they should win. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, no, I I I agree with you. I want to I want to say and believe that they're gonna win, um, and I think they will. They're probably gonna win like maybe by a by a small difference, one nil, two one, something like that. I don't expect. Uh, you know, a, a statement win in any way. And even if they win, you know, with a huge score, it's not even a statement win anyways. Uh, so I think Mexico will take a 1-0. But with this pool of players, man, with this coach, how things are, I wouldn't be surprised if Panama comes out of nowhere and then beats the crap out of Mexico. So I'll stick with my 1-0, Mexico. All right, man. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh that's probably the least uh, <laughs> the least important of the two matches here. So uh, I agree. We'll, we'll definitely watch it and uh, give our thoughts on that one post match. But um, definitely, it's uh, the whole the whole um, ambiente, the whole uh, 
uh, feeling around uh, Mexico right now. It's at an all-time low, and um, definitely changes need to be made and implemented if they want to uh, compete moving forward. Um, we'll see what happens in the Gold Cup. Uh, their roster obviously already dropped for that, um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, let's preview here USA. Canada, man. Obviously, the final of this match. Um, the final that uh, it's going to be a lot closer, I think, than what people think. A lot uh, more competitive. Obviously, um, Canada won their previous match against Panama 2-0. Before that, they were on a... They hadn't played since the World Cup, uh, which they ultimately lost all three of their group stage matches. Uh, remember, that was after um, the first match against uh, Belgium when the coach came out and said, oh, man... You know, we're playing at a top level. We're playing amazing. We should have won that match. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna f Croatia or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, and then they ultimately getting uh, got f by Croatia four one, and ended up losing their last match of the group stage two one to Morocco. Reality check. Reality know. check. Yeah, granted, um, that was a tough group. It was a tougher mm-hmm. group than what Mexico had. It was a tougher group than the United States had, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not, you don't talk shit before a match like that, <laughs> um, especially if you can't back it up. Um, this is going to be Canada's first CONCACAF final since winning the Gold Cup in 2000, so they're going to be extra motivated, just yeah. like the USA is currently in their golden generation. This is Canada's golden generation, definitely. Yeah, um, by far. Yeah, they have a lot of quality players we'll get into here in our preview. Um let me give an expected lineup for the United States and for Canada, and uh, then we'll we'll, we'll We'll discuss, man. Um, for the United States, cool. I'm thinking uh, it's going to be a similar formation. Why change what's broken? BJ Callahan won all our hearts over in this previous match, um, playing a four-two-three-one. Uh, the only the only changes are obviously to the red cards. Um, goalkeeper Matt Turner, undisputed number one at this time. Uh, yeah. Defense Joe Scally replaces the uh, suspended uh, Sergio Dest, uh, and then he keeps the two center backs and Miles Robinson, Chris Richards. And so, and keeps obviously his uh, wing back there, Anthony mm-hmm. Jedi Robinson, who I think had a fantastic stellar game against Mexico. Um, yeah. Well, I think everybody had a fantastic stellar game against Mexico. Um, in the midfield, the the two holding midfielders are Musa and Luca de la Torre, who is going to replace um, Weston McKinney for that red card. And kind of uh, you know the, the forward midfields here are going to be Tim Weah, Reina Pulisic. Um, as they were in the match against Mexico. And I think he keeps Balogun, man. He might want to... I know yeah. Pepe scored, uh, and Pepe played well in his 15-minute cameo, but uh, it's Balogun. His first two matches, he'll start him in the final for sure. Um, and let's see if Balogun can get on the score sheet. Uh, for Canada, I think they're playing. They're going to play a similar formation as they played against Panama, 4-4-2. Um a similar lineup, Barjan in the goalie, goalie position, uh, Johnston, right back, Miller, center back, Vitoria, center back, and Adekubi, uh, left back, um, Dave, uh, Jonathan David kind of as a left wing, um, he'll play Davies, uh, Jonathan Davis, or what's his name, Alfonso Davies, uh, who, who didn't start, but he'll, I think he'll definitely start um, this match in lieu of uh, probably Kone, Kone, I think it's Kone. Um, he'll also start L- Laria and uh, Estacquio, 
Um, I probably butchered that name. Uh, <laughs> Statue. <laughs> Statue, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he'll, for forwards, he'll uh, probably keep who he had before, uh, Laren Buchanan up front. Um, yeah, probably just two changes to what he played against Panama. Panama. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, Panama obviously won the World Cup qualifying for the previous World Cup. They they were the top of the, the hexagonal there. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence and uh, seems to be a team that uh, is not afraid to, to talk trash and to, um, I, I know you're a fan of Kyle Lauren there. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, this, this is the, the only loss the USA has suffered in the Nations League. Obviously, barely the second iteration of the Nations League came last October 15, 2019 in a 2-0 loss to Canada. So, um, you know, these are two teams that ultimately in the last four or five years have been going back and forth between each other. Yeah. Uh, Canada ultimately mm-hmm. winning up there in the Great White North. The USA usually, for the most part, winning in the United States and or drawing. I don't think they've lost to Canada since the 60s in the U.S. in the United States. Um, so, yeah, man, um, what do you think of these lineups? And uh, do you think Canada can pull off, even though they're playing well and they uh, won the, the qualifying for the previous World Cup, I still think if they win this, it would be an upset. Do you think they could pull this upset? And do you still consider the United States favorites in this match? <clears throat> so, I, well, first of all, um, I think the USMNT lineup is it's strong. I mean, I know they're, they're losing... Uh, McKinney and uh, Sergio Dest, but we, we've been discussing this for a while now. The USMNT, if if the USMNT is strong in one area, is in depthness. I think Joe Scali is more than capable to uh, replace Sergio Dest. Why you're why you might what why um of course you do something with Sergio Dest, right? So you you might be losing speed and some sort of like creativity with the feet uh, uh, of having Sergio Dest out. But what you win with Joe Scali is more uh, discipline, same level of pace, uh, but I think it's he's more defensive-minded, right? Uh, so, you know, it's a give-or-take situation. I think Sergio Des worked with Mexico because Mexico was was pretty much weak on that specific flank. Um, and I think Joe Scali is a good option because Canada will not be as weak uh, in that specific area, uh, which I don't think it would allow... I don't think Canada would allow Sergio Des to move forward as much as he did with Mexico. So I think Joscali is a good uh, option here. And then Luca de la Torre, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a uh, hombre por hombre kind of change, right? Uh, Luca de la Torre is pretty much taking the same spot as McKinney. You lose some power uh, without having McKinney and you lose a leader on the pitch. But I think Luca de la Torre will do a decent job. I mean, he's been playing okay with Celta, Celta de Vigo. And I don't expect him to be, you know, trailing behind his uh, his teammates. So overall, I think it's a strong uh, lineup for the USMNT. As far as the Canadian lineup, um, it, I, I was surprised to see Jonathan Davis, sorry, Alfonso Davis on the bench uh, against Panama. I just feel that they were so confident they were going to win that match that they just decided to bench him because we all know that he's the star player of the team. Um, I also think that he's gonna he should be starting for this match uh, because it's, it's a if a it's, you know, it's a it's the toughest match they're gonna have for the Nations League, and they better have their a, uh, a team ready for for it. Um, it's it's a it's a decent squad. I think it's the same squad they've been playing for the last what three years. Um, 
Yeah, and, more or less their and, World Cup squad. Uh huh. And you know, just like the USMNT, they have been playing for a while now, and that I think that's that's where these two uh, teams match up. Is that uh, compared to you know Mexico and the other uh, Central American uh, nation teams? Is that the Canadian and the USMNT have done some one thing good, and that thing is ensuring that this pool of players, whether if it's just the roster that they have for these Nations League and and uh, for sorry for these Nation League matches, or you know for their B team or C team, they all know how they they know exactly what style of play they're gonna you're gonna be uh, performing out there on the pitch. They know exactly how to move. They understand what the coach is looking for, uh, as is going to ask them for. And even if you pull out someone like, you know, Sergio Des and you throw in Joe Scali or you remove uh, Miles Robinson and you put someone, uh, I don't know, Zimmerman on it, they all they already know what's the expectation. And so I think this is where this team level up. Now, I feel the USMNT still has a, the slight advantage over Canada just because of the amount of talent that the, the USMNT has. I mean, it, if you remove Balogun, you have Pepe over there. If you take uh, you take away uh, Musa, you have Cardoso. So I don't think Canada has that luxury of removing Clyde Laren and have a player on the bench that has the same uh, performance level as Clyde Laren, right? Or Buchanan, um, or, or even Alfonso Davies. I mean, I think what they have on their starting eleven is the best team they have available, and their options on the bench aren't necessarily as strong as the USMNT, right? So I think that's that's that, that's where I see the, the biggest difference between these two uh, teams. And I, that's that's why I think the USMNT has the slightest advantage over on, on this specific match. Yeah, we'll put, um, if you know this match does end up going the length of uh, extra time and mm-hmm. penalties, definitely the uh, the depthness of the United States squad can come into, you know, into play here. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, this the attackers for both teams um, are can have a field day in this match. Obviously, uh, I think um, the USA back four is better than Panama uh, than Canada's back four. Um, but Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies are probably the uh, two best players on the pitch. Debatable between Pulisic. Obviously, Pulisic's coming in from a great matchup against Mexico. And uh, but not a not so great season in Europe, but um, you know Jonathan David and uh, Alfonso Davies, along with Claude Laren and Buchanan, can play. Can are gonna have a you know a time attacking, attacking, attacking the the, the back four of um, of USA, which I mean, is the- why I think uh, you know it's important that Joe Scally. It could be a blessing in disguise because Joe Scally is more of a defender than Dest, while Dest likes to go forward more. Um, sorry, I, yeah. I interrupted you. What were you going to say? I don't know. I, I just wanted to add to your comment saying that, uh, you know, Clyde Laren, freaking uh, Clyde Laren, Jonathan Davis, Alfonso Davis, uh, they all play regularly with their clubs. So yeah. I think that that's why you can say arguably they're probably, you know, the, the best informed players on the pitch. Um, but, I mean... Screw Canada, dude. Screw- <laughs> I don't like, I don't like Canada whatsoever. I don't have anything against them. It just it pisses me off that they they have maybe what three good years so far in their history, and now they think they're the you know the top dog in Concacaf. Get out of here, man! It takes a <laughs> while to become the top dog in Concacaf. Yeah, the USA has been trying for 
for years and years, and they finally look to be to be there. Um, but at the same time, I think uh, Wea, Reina, Pulisic, and Balogun can have a field day attacking Victoria yeah. and Miller. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they did they 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 had their way with the Mexican defense, who's playing the back line of five. Um, and uh, I arguably, I'd, I'd say the Mexican defense, even though they didn't show it that match, are better than these back four that Canada has. So um, this can be. Uh, this could be a good day for the USA as well, um, and for uh, BJ Callahan. Um, you know, on a side note here, now that it's been confirmed that Triple G Greg Berhalter is coming back, do you think this will affect some of the players who were kind of, you know, not his quote unquote biggest fans, i.e., Gio Reyna, Ricardo Pepe? Do you see them kind of um, kind of be playing with that, you know, in their mind? Uh, do you think that will affect them, or you know, they're just hearing the match saying, you know? This is just another match for us. We'll deal with the Triple G thing when when that gets here. You know, I I I want to think that all of these players knew in the back of their head that even though all this controversy happened with Triple G, that he was still you know in route to be I guess uh, to have a, a contract ex- extension. Right? Um, I think there was no doubt that that was the USSF intention before this whole arena happened. Uh, sorry, this year in a situation happened. Um, so I think that in you know very deep in their minds they knew this was this could be a a specific situation. So I feel that you know Rio Reina and Pepe will take this as hey I'm I'm gonna try to do my best to show you that you were wrong on not playing me uh, or not taking me to Qatar and not playing me in uh, you know in and out on all those matches in, in during the World Cup. Um, and and I, and I really expect, I really hope that more than Gio Reina and Pepe, I think the one who, who needs to come to terms is Triple G, right? Understanding the mistakes that he made and understanding that at this point in time, even though you have a good pool of players for the USMNT, you don't have, I mean, sorry, Gio Reina and Pepe are two players that have a huge talent ceiling that you cannot afford to, you know, sideline. So I really hope that it doesn't affect Jorin in any way or Ricardo Pepe because Jorin had a great, he had a field day against Mexico. Um, and if anything, I think he's, you know, he's, he, he could be just so hyped up that this news doesn't really matter to him right now. He just want to face Canada, go beat it, and just move on. Because uh, I think af- after this, none of them are playing on the Gold Cup, right? Yeah, no, it's a completely different squad. So to me, yeah. it's like, look, I'm just gonna take, a, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a trophy home and then fly out and enjoy my vacation, dude. I'll, I'll deal with Triple G whenever, <laughs> whenever <laughs> he calls me up. You know? Next time, yeah, 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 man, good point. Um, before we give our score predictions, there was one more little interesting tidbit I found here that uh, I hadn't, I didn't know about until you know the Canada Panama game uh, that uh, Phil Neville, the Inter Miami, you know, ex coach, is uh, the assistant coach for Canada. So I found out funny. Um, the Nevilles aren't uh, the best of coaches. We we realized with Phil and uh, Gary Neville. So uh, Dude, it, it it makes sense. Canada's coach is a clown. So why not hire another clown, right? <laughs> I guess so. Man. Uh, real quick, man, as we wrap up this video, I want to get some score predictions. Uh, who do you, who do you got for this final, man? Is it? I think it's going to be a tough close match. Um, I'm I'm going to stick with the USMNT because F. Clyde Lyron. Dude, you're gonna get your ass checked. The USMNT is gonna beat your ass, and you're gonna go back to the reality. So I think the US USMNT is gonna take it two one. 
Yeah, I'm also thinking 2-1. Um, close match. I don't I don't see extra time on this one. I think it's just going to be a 90-minute match, grudge match. Uh, but yeah, 2-1 United States. Adrian, man, as we wrap up this episode, man, where can our listeners find us, dude? They can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on. Lastly, but not least, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Pinche Gol. We post stuff every now and then. Yeah, make sure to follow us and uh, drop a comment below. Uh, let us know your predictions, uh, score-wise, uh, who you got winning this thing. And, uh, yeah, you're, if you haven't, let us know about Mexico. What are, what are your thoughts on on their current situation? Um, mm-hmm. Can it get any worse for them before it gets better? Uh, love to hear from you guys for sure. Uh, there, man, another great episode here with you, brother. Uh, catch you at the uh, at the match, watching the match, and uh, we'll be giving our, pre, our uh, six things we learned after. So see you then, man. Always a pleasure, my guy. Take it easy. Likewise. See you, bro.